What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Funky Brain Podcast. My name is Dennis, and this is my funky brain. Today's episode is brought to you by MZ Electric, the number one electrical service provider in the Denver metro area. How important is your peace of mind? Your home is your greatest purchase you're ever going to make. MZ Electric, techs are licensed, background checked, drug tested, uniformed, and highly qualified to help you maintain the highest safety standards for your family. Whether you want to update your electrical panel, install a hot tub or EV charger, update your fixtures or remodel your basement or kitchen, MZ Electric will walk you through the process, provide competitive prices, and get the job done right the first time. With more than 30 years of experience with residential electrical solutions, MZ Electric has been proudly serving you peace of mind with exceptional value for more than a decade. Call or click today, 303-933-9220 or mzelectric.com. Today, we have an incredible woman with a truly inspiring story, a sober woman since March 14th of 2009 and a cancer survivor. And she's the founder of AmazingOutlookCoaching.com, and she inspires and motivates others to find their own path to healing and health, including physical, spiritual, and emotional well-being. Mrs. Nancy McKay. How are you doing today, Nancy? I'm doing great, Dennis. Thank you so much. Great to be here. The main reason I asked Nancy to come on the show, well, my show is based on addiction recovery um, and alcoholism, but um, her message is of strength and hope. And it's based on her experience with alcoholism and also from ovarian cancer. And I want to talk about that in a little bit. But first, would you mind sharing some of your story? Well, I grew up in, a, in an alcoholic household. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom was a a heavy drinker. It was pretty uncomfortable. I learned how to walk on eggshells from an early age. I also learned that my opinion was not important and that I should not wear my heart on my sleeve, which is what I do. That learning how to navigate my adulthood with those cultural beliefs that I grew up with has been um, a challenge. So learning how to know what's important to me and what I really want out of life uh, at a later age, it was difficult. You know, I went through most of my life, you know, just kind of going along. I was a people pleaser and so on and so forth. And then I started drinking in high school with my friends. And then in my 30s, that picked up a little bit. In my 40s, it picked up a lot more. I met my husband and we were drinking buddies and we were the life of the party and everything was great. And then my dad killed himself in 2007. And that threw my drinking into high gear. I was racked with guilt and it took about two years for my drinking to, you know, increase enough that my depression really kicked in. I mean, I'd always been had a uh, been treated for depression, but alcohol is a depressant. What isn't that interesting? And then when you're taking antidepressants and you're drinking alcohol, it's not going to work. So uh, it took a couple years for that to catch up with me. Then I tried to kill myself in on March 13th. 2009 and that's what got me sober getting sober was the best thing i've ever done for myself it's been a true gift and i wouldn't be doing what i am doing today if i had not gotten sober i'd be dead i know i'd be dead yeah sorry you had those experiences but um so how do you approach 
your clients and their struggles? Like what are some of your strategies and techniques that you use to help your clients get better and to, you know, change their lives? Well, I concentrate on thought work and mindset. Like you just said, you know, it's not the drinking or the gambling or the sex or the food. Those are all symptoms of a bigger problem. And so what I try to do is get to the root of the bigger problem and figure out what are the thoughts and beliefs that are causing all this external action. If we can control our thoughts and shift our thoughts just minutely up the scale, then we can change the way our lives look and we can change the actions. And, you know, so if you change your thoughts, you can change your feelings and that drives different actions and you get different results. And so that's what I work on primarily with my clients. And, and, and that's great. And that's exactly what it, it, it takes to change. And it, and it takes time too. You know, you might have like 20 or 30 or 40 years of, of wrong programming that can't be turned around in a week. You know, it's a hundred miles into the woods and it's a hundred miles back out. The good news is that the trip out, it doesn't have to take as long or be as painful. Oh, exactly. It's a matter of when you get the, the wake up call, you know, when you finally allow yourself, give yourself permission to get out of that prison. You know, there's a great quote by Rumi that is like, why do you stay in the prison when the door is so wide open? We don't always know that the door's open. You know, we think we have to stay in a terrible situation or that the circumstances are creating our lives. And that's not true. The circumstances are neutral. It's our thoughts about the circumstances that will either propel us forward or hold us back. You know, it took me a long time. I've always been interested in self-development and I was in therapy for years, but coaching is what got me moving in a forward direction. And, and that's what, that's how I describe coaching to my clients is, you know, therapy is about healing the past and coaching is about showing you how to change your future. Mm, so. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And the other piece of that, in my opinion, is that accountability too. So, you know, the therapist will sit there and write a bunch of stuff down and say, try this. And the coach is your accountability partner. So my job is, isn't to tell you what to do. My job is to teach you how to be independent and to right. enjoy your life again, or even if you ever did enjoy it for the first time. That's the difference. And I think these changes that we're talking about making, reprogramming your subconscious mind, like it sounds great. And there's a lot of other changes that go into that, including defining specifically what it is you want to do and where you want to go. But without an accountability partner or coach or a counselor, it rarely, rarely becomes successful. Right. Because we, you know, we'll let ourselves off the hook. Because it's hard to, you know, it's hard to keep a commitment to yourself until you do the mindset work that teaches you how to put yourself in a primary role. So many of us, and especially alcoholics, are so used to not taking care of ourselves because we don't think we're worth it. You know, I've heard in the rooms, you know, we're, I'm not much, but I'm all I think about sort of thing. So, but there's a difference between being egotistical with a, um, inferiority complex inferiority complex thank you i was trying to remember that exactly and 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 that's true because it's like how can i put myself first when i'm such a loser and yeah these are stories we tell ourselves and we've been telling ourselves in some cases since we were like five years old and exactly. 
Yeah, so we need to first become aware, and that comes through pain, that awareness, right? And then it start, what steps do I need to take? And that really needs to come from an outside source. You could try to do it by yourself all you want. You can read self-help books. Those usually have a, um, an excitement period of about, you know, three to seven days. You know, yeah. I'm going through some sort of struggle. Here's this book that my friend said helped her or him. And so I'm going to read that or at least read it until I start feeling better. And then it goes on the shelf. So uh, with all my other self-help books. Right. right. You have to have action to go along with the thought work in order to make it effective. Yeah, it's true. You can't think your way into better action. You have to act your way into better thinking. And it requires commitment and dedication and work. And it requires time, too. So this is all great stuff. So, you know, I wanted to share something right off of your website. And I think it was really powerful. And it says, in 2015, on my 58th birthday, I was diagnosed with stage 1C ovarian cancer. During chemo, I lost my hair, but I found something much more important my inner strength. My perspective changed, and I'm reading this from Nancy's perspective. My perspective changed, and I realized that if I wanted something different in my life, it was up to me, Nancy, to make the necessary changes. Now, I think that's so powerful. So would you mind go, opening up a little bit about like your experience with cancer, the lessons it taught you, and how it brought you to be who you are today? I'm going to tell you that my mom had lung cancer. She was diagnosed with lung cancer when she was 59 years old. From that point forward, I always thought that if I could get past my 59th birthday or year without getting cancer, I'd be home free. So I was diagnosed on my 58th birthday with ovarian cancer. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in mindset and manifesting things. And I think that that thought that I carried for 20 years was part of my diagnosis. I don't know how much of it. I also think that my drinking was part of my diagnosis. Um, you know, there's a direct link with alcohol and cancer. So I think those two things played roles in my getting cancer. You know, there was a lot of fear before and I was able to use prayer and mindset to help control that. The doctor that I had said that, you know, I would start chemo in three weeks post-op. I said, well, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and he looked at me like, how dare you question my authority? Because I'd seen what my mom went through. And I, I had determined that the, the treatment was worse than the, the disease. And I'd had a friend die as a result of chemo, not as as a result of the uh, breast cancer that she was going through, but as a result of the chemo, you know, she had an allergic reaction to it and it killed her. <laughs> and so I was not too excited about going through chemo. And then I had this change of heart that happened just on a dime really overnight. And I decided that I would go through with it. You know, I was such early stage cancer that it was, chemo was a, an insurance policy. For me. So I decided to go through it and it changed how I saw life. I realized that life is too short to be doing something that you don't love doing. And I had a great job with a great company and I did not, I was not fulfilled. It was not feeding my soul. It was, you know, it was, it wasn't doing any of the things that I wanted it to do except give me a nice paycheck. 
I knew that if I needed something to change, it was going to be up to me to do it. You know, so my mantra became, I didn't get sober and survive cancer to be miserable. And so I started changing things. And I had read some great books, one by Martha Beck that just absolutely sent me over the moon. And so I enrolled in her coaching program. It just spoke to me so much. And that's so when I was 60, I started training to become a life coach. And so here I am, 63 and a half years old, and my career feeds my soul and helping women who are going through things that I've gone through so that I can help them navigate it. You know, it's scary as hell going through when you're worried about your drinking and you don't know how to stop and you don't know where to find help. That was horrible for me. I don't want anybody else to have to go through that. I want to be there to help people figure that out and know that they can do it. And, you know, as far as cancer goes, know that they can get through that too. Mindset and thought work plays a part in all of it. It's so powerful to know that you can do anything with the right mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And that's powerful stuff. Like I used to struggle for a long time because, you know, I remember in rehab, they wanted us to write down how many times they think we drove from. And I, I think I did uh, about, it was like over 3000 times. And I'm not talking, I had an extra beer, a happy hour. I'm talking about like close one eye to stay on the road drunk. And, you know, and I used to struggle for a long time. Like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Cause you, you know, I did that. And I was in over 20 drunken car accidents. I drove into a house. I used to roll my truck over and we would just roll it back over. I would drive home. Why am I here? And you hear about some mom and daughter walking across the street and gets wiped out. So I used to struggle with that. And what I've come to realize is that we're all here, not just Dennis and not just Nancy. We're all here to help each other, to be of service to anybody on this planet in some way, shape or form. Sometimes it's like, buying an expensive gift. Sometimes it's all holding the door open. Sometimes it's, you know, just reach out and get out of yourself. So, you know, whatever it is that you love to do, and if you're, there's a way to do it for a living, if you're helping somebody and you can make money doing it, I guarantee you that. You have to put some effort into it and kind of, you know, figure out what that path is for you. I have a woman or some women that I work with, I work primarily with men, but I do have women that I work with too. And yesterday we were talking and, you know, I'm, the reason I bring this up is because of something you said about how this feeds my soul. And I was talking with her and she's really miserable in her job. And she said, um, and she was saying that. And I said, look, you have to find what it is that feeds your soul. I'm doing this because I love what I do. When I wake up in the morning, I feel happy, fulfilled, and it feeds my soul. And she said, Yes, you definitely found the right thing for you because it's clear that what you do, you're helping people and you love. And so to hear that, like I didn't even need to make money yesterday. That was great. Like that was, when I heard her say that to me, I was full. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it goes right back down to, you know, do more of what you love and less of what you don't. <laughs> yeah, you and know? surround yourself and do the same thing with people. Right. So if you're surrounding yourself with people that suck energy out of you and when you leave the conversations, you feel worse than when you got there, then right. stop hanging out with them or dramatically increase your time with them, you know, right. down to 10 exactly. percent instead of 90 percent. So share with us, besides your cancer and your alcoholism, you know, if you take those big, huge boulders out, there's still other struggles and challenges 
that you've had to overcome to get to where you are today, I'm sure, right? Absolutely, absolutely, and I still do. I mean, you know, let's face it, we're human, right? Life isn't a cakewalk, and you know, there's stuff that comes up all the time, and I'm still building my business, and the other thing is, is I've, you know, I've struggled with my weight all, all my life, and now I am finally at a place in my head, right? <laughs> Those thought work, the thought work is helping me take a look at that, finally. And I know that I'm gonna do this and I've made a commitment to myself, but that's been something that has been, you know, that's another step. And there's, there's a lot of things that we all struggle with, you know, because everybody's got problems and every, it's, a, it's what you do with them and how you work through them. You know, just because you're doing something you love doesn't mean you're not gonna have problems. And now I feel like I have a lot more tools to, to work through them myself. But not only that, is I have some great resources and some great friends and great coaches that I can bounce things off of and go to with, with questions that I have and when I need help. And here's the biggest thing ever, ask for help. You know, you have to be willing to ask for help. That has been the biggest tool that I've got in my toolbox is, you know, I have almost always been willing to ask for help. And that's a gift, I think. I don't think, I don't think everybody is willing to ask for help because they don't want to admit that they need it. Right. And that's the kicker. It is. And it's getting your ego out of the way and being, and like you said, willingness. And that willingness, again, usually comes from some sort of pain and suffering. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, it's like when I'm in enough pain that I'm willing to say, oh, and I talk about this in my book too. It's like that how approach to life, right? So how do I become successful? How do I become healthy? How do I lose weight? How do I grow my business? Or how do I have good relationships? And how is honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness? And when I, when I approach everything I do in my life with honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, I have a better chance for success. And that honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness almost always comes after I'm in enough pain because why change if everything's going well if I if I'm perfectly healthy and there's a bunch of money in the bank and the relationship's great well, I don't want to change anything so when I'm hurting enough then I'm like I'll call somebody and be like you know what I'm not this isn't going well I need some help so and, but I want, I want people that listening to realize that this isn't confined to Dennis or Nancy or specific people or alcoholics or addicts. This is the human condition. We all have it. We don't like change by nature. So okay. it's great to have accountability partners. You know, when you were talking about um, all these things that we have to fix, all these challenges, all these problems, these things we have to do, the way I approach it in my coaching um, from the best teacher in the world, in my opinion, is that we, um, we do the one thing. You know, that one thing approach. It's not... I have to do these 10 things to change my life because my brain is always thinking about all 10 of those things plus another 10,000. So right. I need to work on one, yep. that one thing. So I make a list of five or 10 things that are like things that I need to do in order for me to get to where I want to be financially, my relationships, my health, anywhere in the world. And then out of those, I pick the scariest one on the list. That's the one we're going to work on. And that's how you grow. That's how you become better, stronger, faster, smarter, and more successful. No other way to do it than that way. 
last but not least, because this has been a fun conversation. So, you know, you've been through so much, you're helping people, your, your life is awesome. So tell me, like when people in 20 years or 50 or 100 years hear the name Nancy McKay, how do you want to be remembered? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I would really like people to say she really inspired me to be my the best person I could be, to be the, you know, to be brave. I love that. That's it. Like inspiring people to be brave, to be better than who they are. That's a great way to be remembered. Well, Nancy, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our time together. How would people contact you? Uh, you can uh, reach out to me via email at nancy at amazingoutlookcoaching.com or just visit my website, Amazing Outlook Coaching. Cool. Great stuff. Thanks for sharing your time and your story. And um, everybody who's watching, thank you so much for watching the Funky Brain Podcast. And if you're struggling with anything, addiction, alcoholism, life mastery, if you want to flip your life around and do a little bit better in the things that you're doing, give us a call. Happy to talk. Have a great day today and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. So you can't think your way into a new way of acting. You have to act your way into a new way of thinking and being. Hi, I'm Dennis Berry, best-selling author, speaker, and life coach for addiction recovery. So many people are stuck in their addiction, whether it's like drugs or alcohol or food or shopping or sex or money, and they think they could just stop or try to figure it out on their own, but they don't change anything in their lives. Nothing changes if nothing changes. In order for change to happen, you have to change something. My clients will be like, oh, I'll stop tomorrow, or if this happens, then I stop, or someday I'll just give it up. And then they just sit around and think, 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 and hope for different or better results, but it doesn't happen. You have to take action. Action most people aren't willing to take. People don't become willing until they're in enough pain, me included. And unfortunately, they wait, and they wait and time passes by. Even if you are willing, you don't even know where to begin. And that's where I come in. In my best-selling book, Funky Wisdom, A Practical Guide to Life, I talk about the how approach. How do I get sober? How do I stop doing drugs? How do I become healthier? How do I have more successful relationships? How do I become more financially successful? And the answer is how. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. I have to honestly admit that there's a problem. I have to honestly admit that things aren't going well and there needs to be changes. And then once I do that, the door opens and I become open to seeing new ways of living. And then I become willing to make those changes. You can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. That's why I'm here to help. And you know, I've been working with clients for over 15 years and helping them get clean and sober and change their lives and achieve inner peace and success. If you or somebody you love is struggling and doesn't know where to begin and how to make those changes to get to where they need to be, give me a call. Not tomorrow or in a week from now when you are hungover and your life is falling apart. Call now. Start making that change today and you'll be glad that you did. I'm sending you love and good vibes. Have a great day today.